We're going to read from um, verse 14 of chapter 13 of 2 Kings. All right, Jehoash wasn't a great king. He was actually, he worshipped um, other gods and he did evil in the sight of the Lord. But he also, you know, they did all this stuff, but they're also aware of God Almighty. And um, so they're hedging their bets a little bit. So if you see in um, verse 14, Elisha had been sick and he was ready to go to back, you know, to heaven and permanently. And um, Jehoash heard about it and he comes in to visit him and he wept over him. And he says, my father, my father, I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel, he cried. Interesting enough, that's actually what Elisha said to Elijah when he saw the chariots coming. He cried out, my father, my father, I see the horsemen, I see the chariots of Israel. So um, Jehoash actually said the same thing. And then Elisha told him, we're going to read from verse 15, get a bow and some arrows. And the king did as he was told. And Elisha told him, put your hand on the bow. And Elisha laid his own hands on the king's hands. And then he commanded, open that eastern window. And he opened it. And then he said, shoot. So he shot the arrow and Elisha complained, uh, proclaimed, this is the Lord's arrow, an arrow of victory over Aram, for you will completely conquer the Armenians of Aphek. And then he said, now pick up the other arrows and strike them against the ground. And so the king picked them up and struck the ground three times. But the man of God was angry with him. You should have struck the ground five or six times, he exclaimed. Then you would have beaten Aram until it was entirely destroyed. Now you will only be victorious three times. Then Elisha died and was buried. (laughs) Actually, if you read the rest of the story, it actually was buried and um, there was... uh, a raiding party come along and some guy was was about at the middle of a burial and they threw his body in next to Elisha's bones and he actually was raised to life. So it's pretty cool. But, but that's not part of what I'm talking about, but it's a footnote. <laughs> um, I love that. I just think it's really cool. <laughs> you get raised to life from bones. Um, so there's a couple of things in that little passage of scripture that really struck me and I want to share that this morning. But it really does um, rotate around, don't look at the loss, look at the victory. Um, don't look at your defeat, don't look at the disappointment, don't look at the change or uncomfortable and to see it as loss and something to grow fearful about, look at the victory. You know, I could see, as a, and, the, and the Lord actually spoke to me and said, stop looking, because I've been like, you know, you can see something coming and you can disconnect your emotion from it and say, I'll deal with it later. And I'm really good at that. Or I can go, right, I'm going to face this and connect what's going on with her emotions as a mum. And it's not easy to have your daughter 4,000 kilometres away at 23 all by herself or out there in the music industry where there's lots of stuff that are not great. And um, I can get into fear because I'm uncomfortable. I can get into fear because I like my, you know, everything sorted. And it's not sorted. It's very unknown. But the Lord said, you're looking at the loss and it's not a loss. This is a victory. It's a victory because she's ready. She's, it's a victory because you and, and Philip have put into her, you've prayed for her, you've put the word into her, you've, you've pastored her as parents and she is ready to go out into the world. You've, you've helped shape her character. You've been a good example. She, and I walk past her door, I hear the worship my, my music on, I hear her having a quiet time and the Holy Spirit says, she's ready. And so instead of seeing the loss as a parent, see the victory. She's ready. This is, this is her, what I have created her to do, and you help be that. 
And it's like, yeah, this is a victory for her. She's written a song. She overcame some obstacles. She persevered. She put in the hard work and it's a victory. And this week was a victory for her. Really, I said to the, some of the young guys, I said, the, the celebration we're having as a family is the year that she had last year was a shocker. She was sick so many times. She was, you know, hospitalised crazy amount of times. She went through some stuff and yet she overcame. And that song is about overcoming. That launch is about her after coming and to see it not as her going away from home and leaving the family home and leaving all us. And it's easier to leave than it is to be the ones that are left. <laughs> is, is that it's a victory. It's not a loss. Yeah? <laughs> yes, everybody's going, <laughs> And it's like this is... This is so important when we see our life is that we can just look at the loss and not look ahead and see what God wants to do. And interesting enough, Elisha speaks to Jehoash and says, you know, like the, the land was decimated because they were being attacked. One, because they weren't walking in the ways that the Lord wanted them to. They were worshipping other gods and he was not a good king. But there was an element of him, he realised, hey, I, I need to come and see the prophet of God, the man of God. He's, he's about to die and I'm, he's my last little hope here. And I've been, raiders come in and wipe out my land. The people are not wanting to follow me anymore. And he was like, ah, because that one last comfortable spot of this is, a, this is somebody solid is about to die. And now what? And um, so he, he comes to Elisha and Elisha, he's, he says some things and I want to point these out to you because when we're looking at our life and we're looking at, sometimes we can look at the loss. We get all inspired on Sunday and Monday, maybe Wednesday and, and we go, yay! And then, you know, wake up the next morning, it's like, oh. yeah? And it's like it's a bit like your exercise routine or your diet, you know? It's like, yes! And the 2nd of January rolls around, you know? And there's still fruit mince pies in the cupboard. And it's like, it's like we can get all inspired, but then we can look at the defeat or the loss or the disappointment or fear comes in. And so there's some things in this passage I want to point out to you. The first one is that Elisha says to Jehoash, get some, get some arrows together. And it's like... God says that to us, get what you have together. What do you have in your hand? What have you got that you can use to go forward? What have you got that you've learnt from that you can go, you know what? There's only learning. There's no mistakes. There's just learning here. What, can you, what have you got in your hand? And I would say that this morning. What have you got in your hand to move forward with? Not looking at the loss of a disappointment or discomfort, but what have you got in your hand? This morning, because Elisha, he had some arrows in his head, and God said to Elisha, Tell him to get an arrow. And then he said something specific. He said, Open the eastern window. When God speaks and directs us, he will tell us which way to look. He's got Shara. Which way is she looking? She's not looking back, she's looking Sydney. She's looking at the eastern window. <laughs> There you go, Shara. <laughs> See how far the arrow flies. But it's like she's looking, she's looking at the east to east. And it's like where, which window, which direction God will tell us when we take what we have that he has placed in his hand, everything that he's put into our life, good, bad, ugly and different, he will use it for our good if we take what we have and don't just push things aside. If we learn from the things that we've been through rather than go, oh, well, that was awful and put to shut it off. 
There's no mistakes. There's no that was a waste if you put it in God's hands. Yeah? And it's like so. And then he said, right, get that arrow. And he puts his hands on the king's hands. And that's what God does to us. He puts his hands on our hands. We're not doing this alone. And says, fire that arrow in the direction that I tell you and let it fly. And I would say this morning, take what you have like you are an arrow in God's hands and he has his hands on your hands and he will direct you. He will tell you which direction to look. He'll tell you which window to fire your life through and which direction do you want me to go and he will point and direct you if you listen, if you inquire of the Lord, if you go, God, I want to hear from you and he will direct you. And then what... With, I love this about the Lord because he was trying to show the king, don't look at the losses, don't look at the land that, that you can see outside the window. Look and see how far that arrow flies. And you know, with Elisha, who is a you know, he raised, his bones raised somebody to life only a few days later. So he's got the power of God in those hands. There's a reason why he put his hands on the king's hands. He had anointing in his hands. He had power in his hands. He had the creative power of the Almighty in his hands. And his hands on the king's hands on that arrow, it went further than the king would have been able to do by himself. And I'm saying to us this morning, if we put what we've got in God's hands and we say, I'm your arrow, God, and you, and you allow the anointing and power of God to get on you, you, you will fly further and higher and longer than you can do by yourself. Amen? I'm getting stirred up. That's, that's a word from God because I wasn't going to say that. But, you know, you got like, if you've got, if we put our life in his hands and I say to God, I'm an arrow in your hands. I'm an arrow in your bow, God. You point me where you want me to go and I will go there. I will go wherever you want me to go. I'm your arrow. And with him, with his hands in our life, we'll go higher, further. And the losses, well, the arrow goes over top of the losses. And that's what that arrow in the king's hand with Elisha's hands on his hands did. It went over the land where there'd been defeat. It went over the land where it was decimated and the people did not know what to do. It flew straight over the land of Aram, which was his enemy in the place of defeat, and landed right over the top. And, the, and Elisha said, look where the arrow was. And he said, this is the Lord's arrow. This is the Lord's arrow, an arrow of victory over your defeat. Amen? So you are the Lord's arrow and if you allow him to get hold of you and you put yourself in his hands, he will fire you far over any of your defeat, any of the places where you have felt decimated, any of the disappointment or the hurt or the fear, he will fire you over the top and so that you won't even look at the defeat because you're too busy looking at the victory. We don't look at our defeat. We look at the victory because he is our victory. And with our life in his hands, if we're like his arrow, he will fire us. And we will go further and higher and longer and deeper than you can possibly imagine. Ephesians 3.20. That's what it's all about. And so when we look at what the king, he was trying to refocus. God was saying, refocus. Stop looking down out of just out of the window at where you can see there's been, the people are confused and there's, and there's decimation. Look up. Look where that arrow went. How far, how wide, how long can God take you? This morning, how far can he take you? Limitless. Shara, she's talking to this guy on Friday night and he's going, look at America. 
Look at over here and she's going, it's like you're thinking too small. Australia's good but look further. And she was having things popping off on the inside of her. I could tell by the look on her face. It's like, it's, it's like how far can God take you? How high can he take you? How deep can he take you? Because he is, yeah, as far as you want to go. You know, Elisha could have gone, you know, just to, got the king's hand and just do a little ping, you know, <laughs> with his arrow and it would have landed in the dirt in the middle of the feet. But he said, nah, I'm going, you know, with Elisha, the mighty man, the anointed man of God, with his hands on the king's hands on that arrow, it went far. And it went so far, it flew totally over the land of Aram. Amen? I I hope you're getting excited because I'm getting excited. It's like, come on. God wants to put his hands on us as his arrow and, and that we are his victory, the Lord's arrow, an arrow of victory over any defeat that you have seen over any decimation, over any disappointment, you are the Lord's arrow and he is going to just yell out victory. When I look at Shara, I actually see victory. I see victory from the time she was a tiny little girl and we stood on the word of God and said she is not going to be covered with eczema and sores. She was in and out of hospital. This kid has been in and out of hospital so many times, but every time something comes against her, we've stood. We've stood our ground and said, you're not having that. This kid has a call and anointing on her life and you can come against her, but you're not going to come any further. You know, she was covered from head to toe, in and out of hospital, bandages all over her, so much so that I would weep, like just physically weep as I dressed her wounds. And you look, and I would say, look, find a spot that has no wounds on it and that is what you're going to be. And and people are going to say, look at how beautiful your skin is. And people do all the time now. It's like, I was like, she is like, she is like victory. And what she is doing is like, it's victory for us. It's a testimony of how good God is that he can take, he can take her life and fire it far and wide. And no matter how many times the enemy comes at us, if we just keep our our life and us as, as an arrow in God's hand, he will just keep on firing us further and higher and longer. Amen. And I want us to get that for our lives today, that it's like this is what God wants to do in us as a gathering, as a community, but also individually. Let yourself be the Lord's arrow because it's not how far you can fly, it's how far he can make you fly. Come on, this is, this is the almighty God, the creator of the universe. How high and far and long can he make you fly? Because it's much, much bigger and higher than we can think. You know, far exceeding what we can ask or think or dream or possibly imagine. I know I pretty much quote that every week. But that's my, that's my verse. It's like God will do exceedingly, abundantly, far and beyond anything that you can ask or think or dream or imagine. So what are you dreaming? How far can you see? Because God says, I will do more. I will do more. I will do more. Are you getting that this morning? Alrighty, amen. The king, God wanted the king to see himself as overcoming. Do, yourself as, do you see yourself as overcoming today? He wanted the king to see himself as winning and to look beyond the past to the future that God had for them as a nation. He wanted to see themselves winning rather than looking down and thinking of themselves as broken and defeated. For once they could see correctly, they could then move forward in faith and put their action to that faith. I want to encourage you today, just as Elisha encouraged that king, to see your future through the eyes 
of the, not the battle or any disappointments or any defeat. Now, we can so easily look down, as Philip was sharing, and see ourselves in the dust, you know, or we can see, look up and see where God wants us to be. He's placed within each one of us. He says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a hope and a future. I know the plans I have for you. Amen? And they are so good because God is good. He, you know, no matter what comes against us, he said, I will work all things together for your good, for those who love the Lord. Yeah? No matter what he comes with, the devil comes with, God makes us bounce back. He makes us soar again. We may have, you know, moments of, you know, disappointment, but, but if we're, we're, not, we're not down and out. We may just be down, but we're not out. And he will pick us back up. He says that, that he will not leave us in the dust. He will pick us back up and put our feet on solid ground. Amen? Now, there's another thing that Elisha did when he was getting the king to look and see. Look over because you're the Lord's, this is the Lord's arrow of victory. As two, then he said, pick up the other arrows that you have. Pick up what you have. And he said, strike the ground with those arrows. And so what did the king do? He struck the ground. But, you know, he was still seeing himself a little bit as a defeatist. And, oh, you know. So he struck the ground just, you know, one, two, three times. And Elisha got angry with him. And he said, if you had not stopped striking the ground and you struck it five, six, seven times, he said, you would have totally conquered your, your enemies. But because you only struck it three times, you will only just beat them three times. Now, I want to say this morning that we can sometimes be going, and even like you might be listening on or listening here, you're going, I've been doing this for such a long time. I've been believing. I've been like, yes, I'm your arrow, God. I've been standing out there doing what I know to do, and it just doesn't feel like I'm getting anywhere. And the Lord would say this morning, don't give up. You still have stuff in your hands. You still have arrows in your hand. And if you put those in my hand, I'm going to fire them because we have more than one arrow in our bow. Yes. And it's like he struck the ground and he was meant to keep on striking because God is, he, he just says, keep on at it. It's like in Luke 5, you see that Peter, they'd been fishing all night. And I've been using, um, God's laid this on me for this year, I think. They'd been fishing all night and they had not caught a thing. Come on now. Sometimes we've been out there fishing and we have not caught a thing. Amen. And we feel like, oh, do I have to go? No, I'm just going to do something else. No, when God says something to us and puts it in our spirit and puts it in our heart and he puts a dream in there and we've been working and working and working and it's like, don't give up because God is not inside time. He works outside time. He does not care what year it is. All he cares about is that you hold on to the word that he spoke to you. If God says it, then it is done. He says it will not depart from the word that he has set forth to you. It will not return void to him but it will accomplish what he set it forth to do. Amen? Come on. I'm preaching myself happy even if you're not. It's like he will not depart from his word. It is, it is a covenant word to him. What he said, he will do. What he is spoken, it is not a man that he would just get lazy about it or just strike the ground a couple of times. What he said, he will do. 
He is absolutely 100% fail-proof to his word. If we will hold on to it and we will not let go and we will not give up and we keep on striking the ground. Nevertheless, Lord, at your word, I will let down my nets again. And what happened? Because at the word of Jesus, even though he had caught nothing all night, this is a professional. This is a professional fisherman who knew what he was doing and he had caught nothing. But yet at the word of Jesus, I will let down my nets and he caught such a catch that he could not contain it in his boat that is a word for us nevertheless we may have been doing this for a long time but nevertheless Lord I will get back out there and I will put out those nets I will serve I will give I will reach for my dreams I will put my arrow in your hand and let you fire it because it you are not done with me yet while you're breathing while you're walking around here until you go to glory forever and you're flying like the clouds like Elisha and Elijah you've got work to do you have a purpose and a plan to do he has a job for us to do he wants you to serve he wants you to dream he wants you to go further and higher and longer and deeper than you have ever been before. Come on. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. Come on. We've got to stir up. Like Paul said to Timothy, stir up the faith within you. Stir up the anointing. Stir up the word that God spoke to you, whether it was 30 years ago, whether it was 40 years ago. Come on. Yeah. It's like what he has spoken. If it has not been accomplished, then he is not finished. If it is not good yet, he's not done yet. Come on. It's like God is faithful to his word. He will perfect that which concerns us. Amen. And we've got to grab hold and we're like his arrow and say, God, you grab hold of my life and you fire me where you want me to be. Because when we do that, it's like he goes, yes. And the whole of heaven goes, let's get on that. Let's get on that. Let's get on that. You know, I've been engaging over Shara because I help her with her stuff that she's been doing. And I've been into rooms in, where I've never been before until a couple of weeks ago. And you know you have desks and people that are like quite busy over your life. There's like people engage over your life. Like there's saints of heaven, there's the angels, the angelic that are busy over life. And I came and the Lord showed me Shara's desk and he showed me some things that I could help her with. And there was a lot of activity. There was was angels going back and forth from her desk. They were getting instructions. It's like it's busy over our lives. You know, it says that there's a great cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on. They actually are. You know, it's not like they sit up there and play harps all day. They're actually praying and interceding and engaging over our life and going, come on, come on. You read, Hebrews says it. And it's like we just think, oh, you know, but it's real. And I saw it in, the, in this room and it's like, People going back and forth, back and I'm like, Shara, they're really busy around your desk up there. It's like, and, and things start to happen and it's like, but if we don't expect it, if we don't step out, if we don't believe, we don't take the word of God, we can shut down what God wants to do in our lives and through our lives. We can shut it down. It's like the will of God, we just think, oh, well, it'll just happen. No, it doesn't just happen. It's like that's a cop-out. That's a lack of responsibility to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. That's a cop-out when we say, well, that's just God will get it done. Yes, he'll get it done through us. What is he asking you? What has he put in your heart? What has he spoken to you? Because nevertheless, even if 
you've been fishing all night, I encourage you, get back out there and strike the ground. Put out the net. Put your hand, your life in God's mighty hands and let him fire you where he needs you to be. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your word. And I just said it's fire in us, Lord. I pray that this word, that wherever the sound of my voice has traveled, Lord, that it would ignite a fire in our hearts again, that it would energize us, that it would equip us, Lord, that it would comfort us, that it would strengthen us. I just speak strength into us, Lord, by your Holy Spirit. Lord, that heaven, I thank you that you're engaging over us, all the saints in heaven, all the angels. Father, that you have such a plan and purpose for us as a gathering and a community, but also individually. You love us so much. You've put so much in each one of us, so much potential and drive and just ability and anointing, Lord. And I pray that it would just descend upon us, Lord, that we would feel your strength and your anointing and your enabling, Lord, to be the people that you've called us to be, that who we see ourselves when we engage in heaven, that the gap between what we live down here and what we see would close. Lord, I pray that you would close the gap. Lord, that you would help us to be those people, that you would, as we put our life in your hands, Lord, that you would fire us across any loss, any defeat, that we would not look at the loss, but we would look at the victory because it's you. You are our victory. And we worship you. We honour you. We thank you. We thank you for for Shara's life and, and the testimony it is. We thank you for all those ones that have gone before us, those ones around us, Lord, even in this room and, and listening online, that there's, you do such awesome things and we want to honour you for that, doing that in those people's lives and in our life, Lord, around us to encourage us. And I bless everyone here, Lord. Fire up the dream in our heart, Lord. Cut off everything that would hinder thought life, that would just shut things down that you want, Lord. I pray that we would be transformed by the renewing of our minds, that we would know the good and perfect will of you, Lord. Just move, Holy Spirit. Move, Holy Spirit. Take the words that you laid on my heart. Let them be fire and it would just burn up at every bit of dross, everything that is not of you, every word that's in spoken that is not of you, every negative thought, every hesitancy, every fearful thought or anxiety. Just burn it up by your spirit, Lord. Let us be transformed to be the people that you created us to be. Every area of sin that just keeps on entangling us, I just cut those things off in the name of Jesus. Lord, that we would know who we are and who you are that we would only believe and act upon who you say, what, what and who you say we are, Lord, that we would not hear or listen any longer to the things that are not of you. And when a thought comes that you can't do that or you are no good or you, if they only knew what you've been doing, we just cut that off and we just believe what you say about us, that we are overcomers, that we are winners, that we are above and not beliefs, that we're a success and not failures, that we are healed, that we are delivered from every evil, that our past does not contain us, it does not dictate to us any longer, Lord, that we look like that arrow at the victory and not at our defeat any longer. I pray in Jesus' mighty name. And we all said, Amen. Amen.